the nature of your emergency. Good morning, everybody, and happy Valentine's Day. Um, number one, we have Justin Hess with us this morning because we had a semi-no-show of the guests that I had scheduled, and it was just perfect divine intervention that you messaged me at the same time that I'm sitting here alone and <laughs> waiting for, for our guest to show up, and he didn't. So thank you, Justin, for offering to come on, literally in like 30-second notice. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so everybody who's tuning in right now, can you do me a favor, and can you tag Emily Wilbur down below and tell her happy birthday? Um, I hope that she has an incredible birthday today on Valentine's Day. I hope she eats a lot of chocolate and mm -hmm. gets a lot of flowers. And I think that's so cool to be born on Valentine's Day. Definitely not just another day. We're going to make it no. special for you. I'm going to send you a, a video just for you as soon as I'm done with this. And we are doing our giveaway still. We have a really badass grunt style t-shirt. Justin, I had you announce it last time. That was like the best introduction of a giveaway that I've ever had. But since we don't have any prep for this. <laughs> Um, I'll send it in your size and the color that you want, whoever engages the most within the next 24 hours. So Justin, fill us in on who you are for anybody who is not familiar. Yeah, so my name is Justin Hess, the founder and owner of Blue Line Fitness. Um, so I basically help cops and first responders get fit for the street and fit confidently in their uniforms so they can feel like badass mofos. Uh, I like to do it in an online space so I can coach and support more law enforcement officers and first responders. Awesome. Uh, one thing I want to point out about Justin is if you join, what's the name of your Facebook group? Uh, it is the Blue Line. If you search uh, Blue Line Fitness Group, um, again, helping cops get fit and feel like badasses. Justin can just introduce himself as BAMF, <laughs> badass motherfucker. I totally agree with you. I'm not sure who said that. Um, so the thing about Justin, especially if you're a part of his Facebook group, is that if you have any particular questions, the kind that you might feel embarrassed about asking somebody else or the kind that you try to Google or to YouTube and you might found, find a variation of answers and then you don't really find what works for you, Justin has been really awesome not only with myself, but I see him interact with other people too. And he'll ask you in particular specific things about you that will answer your question just for you. And I think that's pretty awesome. Um, we didn't have a plan for today since I didn't know we were talking. So tell us what's top of mind, something that you might want to share, some value that you might have. Uh, well, uh, basically, I guess a couple things I've been working on. Um, I will be starting a free challenge starting on February 27th. So basically I've learned from helping more specifically cop or first responder parents, um, either A, some of them have a hard time of, they know that they should be getting fit. They know they wanna lose weight, um, but they just have a hard time making time for themselves. So that's like, I guess, client prospect A. Prospect B would be, you know, hey, yeah, I'm still going to the gym regularly. We're seven weeks in and I still haven't seen the results in the new year. But like, I just don't haven't seen the results yet. Well, maybe like this program will help jumpstart doing the right things for you. Because, yes, as you said, Ashley, you may be uh, like a police officer and you might go on Google and YouTube and try and find all these different fitness programs. But let's be realistic. Some of these fitness pros are like, 
um, say like bodybuilders or people with six packs and like, they're like, oh, you should be trying to do this stuff. And it might be too advanced for you at, the, at that time. So if you're looking, if you're a cop parent who's looking to make time for your health and fitness or jumpstart your results, this uh, code three program might be just for you. So I'll be starting at February 27th. If you want to comment, put in the comments code three, and then I can uh, just give you details about it. So okay. absolutely free. So. so we have a lot of, thank you for that. We have a lot of questions that I have, and then we have some here in the chat. So I'm going to ask mine first. Someone just put fasting. So I'm going to guess they're, they're asking um, your thoughts on fasting. What are your thoughts on fasting? Sure. Um, so yes, I think, I do think that our, we should give our bodies some time to where it's not processing food. Um, you know, like now, I think like the intermittent fasting, I won't necessarily quote me on this. I know some of the hardcore people, they only eat during like a four hour window, which that might be too extreme. So like for me personally, I started with, I ate during a 10 hour window and fasted for 14 hours. If you want to make it a little better, you can eat in an eight hour window and fast for 16 hours. But if you give your body, so you're, basically digestive tract isn't working all the time. Um, it gives it that nice break. And then plus then it, it uh, helps you control what you're eating. Sometimes we just do mindless eating, right? You know, it might be on the last couple of handfuls at night. So yes, I do believe in fasting, but just don't make it too extreme where you can't stay consistent. I guess if anyone asked me on any question on diet, it has passed my three-part checklist. Something you have to maintain which mm -hmm. most people can do. Can you sustain it long-term, which most, it's like, I'm not talking a few months, a few years, and can you do it without complaining? So sustain, maintain without complaining. And like, if you can do, so if you can do this fasting, like a eight hour eating window, then great. If it two, four hours too extreme, go for eight or 10. Yeah. And I just want to add in my two cents because I think that fasting is one of the most underrated tools. And it's mm -hmm. one of the, the natural things that we can do for our bodies in terms of autophagy. And if you're not yeah. familiar, autophagy helps us to clean out all of our dirty cells and then replenish the new ones in, in a yeah. nutshell, which I think that is an incredible benefit. And we, we fast every single night, even if we don't realize it, that's why we call it breakfast, right? Breaking our fast. Um, Justin gave me some good advice for getting in shape and fit yeah for the test for the marshals i'm guessing that's derek do yeah. we have let's see Go do derek. We... i saw some of your posts man i know we're we're all patiently waiting for you derek do we have to be an officer etc to participate or to get advice no so like well i try to keep my message simple of marketing to one group like officers but like mm -hmm. even some people who are on my paid clients I have like two firefighters. I have a dispatcher. I have a probation agent, a former um, bounty hunter. Um, so like all, all across all first responder spectrums and even military, because again, I'm also in the National Guard, 10 years as a staff sergeant, military police. So pretty much anyone who is in this group is qualified to be in this Code 3 program. So in order to do the challenge that starts on 227, how do we, how do we join that? So basically just connect with me. Um, basically, I just want to make sure that you'd be a good fit for the program as well, right? Like I don't want you to have certain expectations and get let down. So like, I just want to, so if uh, you have, if you tag my profile or my group in the uh, comments, I'll just connect with you. I'll ask some basic questions and then um, basically we'll get you signed up through my app. It's all delivered through the Blue Line Fitness app. So you're no 
what you should be eating, what you should be focused on your nutrition, the two tips, and then the workouts um, that we'll be doing. So, yeah. And I just want to add to with anything in life, I think that the, the biggest setup for failure is when we don't have a form of accountability. And Justin, I haven't gone through your program. I should, because I'd love to keep having you on to be able to talk about this. Um, but I think that when we're young, we have our folks in terms of accountability, right? We're responsible. Mm -hmm. They're responsible for us rather. And we have our teachers and, you know, maybe we go to college and we get a job and we have these authority figures in our life that hold us to certain standards when it comes to accountability. But there are aspects within our growth cycle that if we don't have accountability, I think that's where a lot of the clients I've worked with, they that is really the changing factor in everybody's life when it comes to moving forward with something. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So uh, basically what I've learned with people who see the best results, um, it's usually like a three-part factor. Like number one, they sign up for something, which, you know, if you sign up for this code three program, guess what? You already did number one. Uh, number two, that you pay for it. Now for this free one, like it's you know, it doesn't meet that criteria, but I think we can all agree when you have more skin in the game, when you have more to lose, such as, you know, finances, you're going to put more to it. I have a three, I have a $3,000 worth truck that's rusting in my garage right now, but if it was like a $70,000 truck, I will vacuum it, detail it, all that kind of stuff. So basically you sign up for something, you pay for something and you do it with someone, or you have a coach that can be accountable because as you said, as I said, uh, a lot of the main fitness people that you will see on the internet, they might be not be geared specifically toward law enforcement. Things that you that they're asking you to do, maybe you probably shouldn't be doing. Uh, maybe you don't have time to, you know, spend two hours in the gym and meal prep for an additional hour and all this stuff. So, like, what's something that's quick on your time that's going to get you the most bang for your buck, increasing your metabolism while building muscle and getting conditioned? Um, so that you can be that athlete on the, on the street. And yeah, I, I think along with the accountability, oh, well, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to go off a tangent, but I like <laughs> there, Ashley. thank you. I've been fasting pretty much my whole life. My last meal is 7 30 PM and my next meal is at 7 AM. See, there you go. 11 and a half hours. I would be no, yeah, 11, 12 and a half hours. I'd be curious to know what time you go to bed. I'm not sure who posted that. I should have my results for the interview within the month. Derek, we will be following up with you. Um, good luck, Derek. Justin has a great challenge starting. Shoot him a DM soon to join. Happy birthday, Emily. You know, it's it's very, very ironic the way that life works, you know, with our interview not showing up and then you showing up instantly in my DMs. And then I had I had read a post this morning that was talking about how there's so many online programs that that people can purchase. And I think that COVID exacerbated the the evolution in terms of the ending phase of a lot of these online programs. And what this gentleman was talking about is that we we all have different modalities and like gurus that people will tend to gravitate towards. And then when you do that, you start to identify as that. And I thought that that was a, a really blatant way of saying that we we're all looking for a path and then we're looking for somebody to kind of guide us down that path because they've fucked up in the past or they've learned the hard way. And for anybody not familiar with your story, just real quickly, Justin, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So basically, I mean, I've had all the highs and lows. Um, I got hired on to uh, department Sioux Falls, South Dakota on about 200,000 people. 
Uh, I was 23 years old. I was a kid who I excelled like in the academy and, you know, we'll say like uh, college because I could study. I could study for all the answers. Well, when you get on the street, you can't you can like try to set up with scenarios and all that stuff, but you're not going to know all the answers just beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, basically, long story short, um, because I didn't accept feedback well, I thought I was a know-it-all. Um, I phased out of phase three. So I was like voluntarily resigned um, at my first job. And so then I had to like just grow up. Um, then I got hired on to my second department um, in Red Wing, Minnesota, Red Wing Boots. If you're in construction and everything, that's the hub of it. And yeah, so I worked there for five years uh, along the way of the Minnesota Army National Guards, military police, uh, about 60 minutes away, George Floyd happened. Um, and then obviously what kind of, I said like the dark era of my career is because of the physical, mental, emotional trauma of, or just stress, I'd say, of, you know, being state activated multiple times, um, being sleeping on the Capitol floor, uh, you know, like three straight days of like during the George Floyd riots. Um, and just thinking to myself, like, Hey, like I go into this job, I want to help people. But now that I feel like I'm getting no support from the state, local or federal level, people calling for police reform, state legislature, uh, changes and statutes, making it very, 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 very challenging. Um, and, uh, city council to where, you know, like I was, our chief was fired. And I felt like that it was unjust and where, you know, I just, so I just felt to myself, could I do this for 25 more years? And unfortunately there are, there are many officers who I've talked to where like, they felt like they didn't have a backup plan. They didn't have mm -hmm. skills or an education <clears throat> and they felt like they had to be stuck in it. And then I guess I took the passion that I have for fitness and health and improving people's lives so that the job they take so passionate about joining doesn't take over their personal life. Mm -hmm. So then that's why I want to help police officers and other first responders by say police officers, because I walked in those boots. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that, pretty amazing. In a nutshell, as uh, you know, Austin Powers would say. So <laughs> I'm in bed by nine, nine fifteen. Yeah. So that's a good window then before, before you go to bed to stop eating. Um, before we wrap this up, Justin, a lot of people aren't very transparent about this when it comes to explaining their programs on a public platform like this. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Let's say that after the, after this call, I signed up for with you and I wanted to join your program. What does that process look like exactly? Uh, the process of like what a program looks like of what, uh, what I would take it. So I guess what I take a client through first off, um, I get on an initial call. I call like a discovery call. Mm -hmm. This is not a sales call. Like the first call, it's a quick call. Like seriously, I say that because like, I want to make sure that I can help you in the first place. So I'm going to ask you like the basic interview questions of like, all right, what are your goals? What are you working on right now? What are you struggling? Um, you know, like six months from now, you know, I, I hear you say, you know, Ashley, you want to lose 20 pounds, but like, what is that? How is that positively going to impact your life? Like, you know, 
personally, professionally. If I feel that you're a good fit, then we would go into a second call. That second call, I say that's more than my interrogation, right? Like I want to, again, make sure that I can help you and that I would be a good fit for you. Um, basically, I cover my three pillars, fitness. Like obviously, like I don't, I take pride as a strength and conditioning coach. So I have certain uh, ways that I train my students. Um, I don't believe in hit training. I don't believe in doing muscle groups like leg day, chest day, back day, and trying to be like a bodybuilder. You're not a bodybuilder. You're you're an officer. You're a tactical athlete. You're a firefighter. You got to train like one. Uh, going over nutrition protocols. I don't count calories. I don't count macros because it's more tedious. Um, so like how we find the good relationship with you with food so that you can sustain it, maintain it, and not complain about it. And then mo most importantly, as you said, like that accountability piece, that mindset, if it was all just about learning information, Ashley, we wouldn't have the cardiovascular disease, diabetes, obesity, all that kind of stuff. Cause like we would just learn on the internet. Right. But as I think first responders, like they just needed that person to help them implement it, take all this clutter, all this stuff that you find on the internet and just really dumb it down and make it simple because what's simple is repeatable. What's complex is not. And then if I can be that coach to help you along the way, you can bounce questions off of, give you the quote unquote kick in the butt that you need every now and then. Um, that's what my program does. I like food. I'm going to guess that's Michael Daly and I could be wrong. I'm sorry if I am. Um, how Somebody wants to know how much is the program? It depends upon the program, right? Like, again, like I don't write cookie cutter shit. Um, so that depends upon like if we work together for three weeks or one year, you know, it depends upon what you need more help with. Do you want more, um, specific exercise strength programming? Like if you're competing for a bodybuilding competition or a powerlifting, um, or do you need more help with nutrition? Like, are we reviewing your food logs? Are we, or is it just education? How much time are we checking in with each other? So like, I don't really have a set price. I mean, I have prices anywhere from $200 up to $10,000. So it really depends upon what you need most help with. I've slacked the past month and I've eaten a lot of junk food. I do feel it's stress for the future job. What advice mm -hmm. would you have for that? So, you know, if it, it is stress eating, like sometimes, so you, you, you've identified what the stress is. Um, it's funny. So there's a book called atomic atomic habits. Um, they talk about like almost the craving is more is a higher desire than like the actual reward of you eating it. So what they sometimes says, so, like Donald, just say like right now, like your stress food is say ice cream. Um, and like all is on your mind, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. Um, so I've encouraged students like set a stopwatch timer for 10, 15 minutes. Like don't eat ice cream, try to go about your regular time. Um, and what happens a lot with my students, like they just, their stress goes away because they get focused on something else. And guess what goes away? That craving for that food. Now, if it's like 10, 15 minutes later, um, that you, that timer goes off. Then I'd suggest, okay, you can eat as much of that junk food as you want. However, before you do it, try to have two servings of protein 
Now, yes, I get to where like eating some tuna packets or chicken or whatever before you eat your ice cream seems ridiculous, but protein has a satisfying factor so that if you then eat that protein before that junk food, you and hence eat less junk food. Yeah. I want to add to that something that's helped me. I drink the Fairlife protein shakes. I think that they're the, the cleanest and the, the best in terms of um, digestibility and they taste exactly like chocolate milk. And so you can make, <laughs> you can make so much with those, right? Like you can yeah. make ice cream out of one of those, uh, a pre-made uh, protein shake. Uh, how much do you focus on cardio? Uh, well, I use my kettlebells for cardio. So like if people are asking what is like, what is my quote unquote secret ingredient for my programming? If you're looking to get conditioned kettlebells, you want to build muscle kettlebells, you want to get stronger kettlebells. Um, basically in a quick story that when I trained for my kettlebells will help your running or biking. Um, I'm in, I'm in Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota. So it gets cold as shit here. Uh, during the winter from October until March. So that's five months. I did not run outside and I trained for this kettlebell certification. I was told by my unit, Hey, you're going to master fitness trainer school in a month. Have you been in shape? I'm like, yeah. But then I'm like, crap, I haven't ran a two mile in five months. I went running for the first time in five months and I was only behind my regular time by 10 seconds. <laughs> and I can attribute that to kettlebells. So um, how often I, I can do kettlebell swings like five, six days a week. Um, if you're, you can do traditional running, like start small, like you can do like two, three days a week, but also depends, I guess, on your goals. So you just broke through, I think a misconception that deters a lot of people from their physical fitness, which is like cardio has to be like on the treadmill or on the elliptical, the rower. And I think that was really important to touch on. And I want to go back to something that you said, just for clarification, because you said during an intake call with a potential client, you, you don't, you don't target leg days and upper body. And why is that? And what do you do instead? So I don't target a specific muscle group because number one, I feel like then if you overtrain that muscle group, then if you're sore the next day, like if you hit leg day so hard and now you can't get out of your squat car the next day, you are a liability to yourself and your officers. Um, so I, I guess I focus on movement, mm. squat, uh, pull up, push up versus hey, chest day, leg day. Now, I guess for a program, like I might have a focus block, like, hey, like we're doing, say, deadlifts and overhead presses um, for like four or five sets. Now we're going to do some accessory work like a circuit. And now we're going to be hitting your other movement patterns, say, pull up, push up, lunge and core work. So I focus on, I guess, the movement of the body versus the muscle group. Yeah, that, that's very unique and not something that I have heard anybody else doing. I need to go get some kettlebells. Yeah, and one thing I want to point out, I don't know if as you guys listen to this, you've noticed, but everything Justin has made mention of, I didn't hear him say, okay, you need to go and invest in, you know, five grand worth of fitness equipment. Like I know Justin and I have spent a stupid amount of money on ours, but you haven't said anything like that. So tell us a little bit about what somebody would need in terms of you know, you helping them and guiding them and the equipment if they didn't want to have a gym membership? Yeah. So I'd say about over half of my students work out from home um, right away. Like I, 
I meet them where they're at with what they have, even if that's just body weight. But that's what's nice about kettlebells too. Like if you're uh, on a budget, if you get two or three kettlebells, and I'd recommend certain brands so you don't, I mean, I'm not sponsored by them, but I'd rather have you get good, higher quality than shit. Um, you're going to be spending probably about 200 bucks or maybe we'll just say, we'll just say like 300, but 300 compared to like, if I got to get a squat rack and a barbell and bumper plates, you're spending well over a thousand dollars. Also with a kettlebell, you can just put up against your wall on the floor. All you need is space. Whereas maybe like you need a barbell, you need a, you know, uh, lock into a rack or you need to have so high ceilings. Like, so kettlebells, um, I urge people, um, depending upon strength, uh, most females, I'd start out with eight, 12 or 16 kilo, which is 26, sorry, 18, 26, 35 pounds for men, a 16 or 24 kilo bell or 35, 53 pounds. You can start with just a single bell. Um, but if you, if burning calories is really a priority for you, if, uh, Billy muscle is. Uh, doing a double kettlebell workout just kind of kicks your butt in a good way a lot more than single bells and a lot quicker than that that tedious and daunting task of hanging out on the treadmill so i want to ask one more question we have here justin before we wrap it up i lost 30 pounds by doing home workouts and changing my diet but since i've slacked lately that number is starting to go back up so i'm going to ask the question on behalf of i'm not sure who wrote this what would you suggest to somebody who is in that loop and then they find themselves kind of reverting back. So good question. So I like, and I focus a lot on, you know, doing kettlebells or like strength training and muscle building, because if I were had a guess with this student, they're a lot like my friend Garrett from high school, Garrett was a huge guy and he lost like well over a hundred pounds, like in, you know, like a year and a half and I asked Garrett what he did and he just did cardio. Um, he just ran, ran out. If you're doing home workouts, maybe you're doing something like insanity, like all cardio, where if you're just going to take a 60 minute cardio session and a 60 minute weightlifting session, you're going to burn more calories during cardio, but it doesn't increase your resting metabolism. So, once you so, and thus with Garrett, what happened with him when he stopped running as much, he started putting on the weight because his metabolism wasn't affected. Now, if you do a mix with weight training, muscle building, you're not burning as many calories, but muscle's metabolic. The more muscle you have, it raises your metabolism. So then now if I could go, you know, say weeks, you know, without, you know, training, I'm not going to add that much more weight because my metabolism um, has been built up and it's, it's slower process of losing muscle. So if I were that person, I'd say like, you can still go back, standardize before you optimize, do something, rather worry about the best thing. As in like, go for those walks, make that time for yourself. And then once you make time for yourself, then you must optimize and not standardize. So like doing some weight tra resistance training, whether that's kettlebells, barbells, dumbbells, doesn't matter. Uh, do some strength tra training, build up some of that muscle and mix in some cardio there. I am. Um, I recently had, so I go to body metrics to do my full basic mm -hmm. metabolic rate. And so I can't remember if she said it was a hundred calories per pound of fat or 50 calories per pound of fat. Do you remember that you burn? 
that you burn, I guess. I'm sorry, per, per muscle. I think I want to say that she said that every pound of muscle that you gain, you also gain 50 calories in your metabolic rate. So that would mean the more muscle that you have, the more that you can afford to eat, which I think yes. is another concept that not a lot of people talk about. Hey, I'm on the treadmill right now. Hey, you're moving and you're probably one of the only people who has yes. been moving this early in the morning. So this isn't knocking going on the treadmill at all. I think that no. Justin is just saying that, you know, there's alternatives, there's incorporations, and there, there are other ways that we could essentially maximize our time because not a lot of us have a lot of time to be exer exercising and executing on our fitness so by doing something like kettlebells, we're essentially being able to give ourselves some more time back. Okay. One more question. And then we're going to get off here. Jump rope. What do you think about jump rope? Uh, I mean, it looks good on Rocky and give you <laughs> some good calves. Um, but again, you always, well, how I always come back to it, Ash, like what's the goal, right? Like if the goal is to say, uh, burn more fat or to like gain, get stronger. Like, instead of just not even just having one goal, like what are multiple goals that you have? Um, so jump rope, like, yeah, I mean, again, it's better than nothing. Right. But like, is jump roping going to help me as an officer wrestle a guy who is 50 pounds, my size, he's high on meth and wrestle him in the handcuffs. Probably not like is now like doing some like kettlebell stuff so I can get stronger grip, stronger core so I can help with control and long the house with my conditioning, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the kettlebell. So and especially since you said about time, uh, there's one study that came out that like a good 20 minute kettlebell workout, especially kettlebell snatches, burns just as many calories as a six mile run. Now you can try to go run six miles and or you can uh, do it in less time and do it with kettlebells. So yeah, and there's no problem with running six miles. And I think that you going right. back to the to the fact of what are your goals? I yeah. think that that we all need to honestly ask ourselves those questions. So Justin, thank you for filling in last minute. Thank you for everybody who has tuned in. Keep dropping your questions, your comments down below. Justin's in our group. So I'll make sure that we tag you and um, we'll go ahead and make sure that you comment the word code C O D E down code below three. code three. I'm sorry. If you want to join in on Justin's free challenge that starts on February the 27th. So have a good Valentine's day. Everybody go out there eat some chocolate and then you can use your kettlebells later to burn it off. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. You're welcome.